All right, huge weekend for the Lakers. Victories over Milwaukee Friday night and the Clippers yesterday. And uh, we've talked a lot about this team and uh, the uh, the love for they have they have for each other and the way they play together and play for each other. Uh, and one of those guys that's talked about that a lot is uh, Jared Dudley, who joins us now. Hey, Jared, how are you, man? I'm great, man. Great. Anytime you can beat the Clippers, always feels a little bit better the next day. So I'm feeling really good. How about you? Uh, J.D., we are awesome, and we thank you for joining us. Now, for people who don't know, Jared has played on a lot of teams. He first came into the league in 2007. So you've been around a lot of different combinations, a lot of great players. The team you were on with Steve Nash uh, made it to the Western Conference Finals until Kobe knocked you out. You played with Chris Paul and Blake Griffin. You played with Giannis. How does the chemistry and the makeup of this team compared to other good teams you've been on? Uh, I would say top two. I mean, for me, I already said it was number one. And the reason why is, for one, I mean, LeBron, it's very rare your best player is your best leader and then off the floor brings everybody together. You know, Steve Nash was our best player and was our best leader on the floor. But off the floor, it wasn't, you know, him at his age, it wasn't like he was a guy that was getting everyone together and doing that. We, we would hang out and stuff, sure. But it was other people's roles. It might have been my role. It might have been Amari Stadamar. Well, you know, LeBron, LeBron holds a lot of hats on this team, you know, and, and, and it's been it's been great to be a part of. It's been for stuff and me trying to set up restaurants and hanging out and different activities for us. But, no, man, the chemistry is phenomenal. Guys genuinely like each other. And even guys that I don't talk to on a, you know, that I don't go to dinner every time with, like guys like Dwight, we have, he's, he sits next to me. We have great conversations about life, about his kids, et cetera. And so it's just organic and it's just real, to be honest with you. And it's been, it's been the best year, best year of my career. Wow. How uh, how important is it or or how much of an effect does it have that yesterday, you know, you're looking at that game and there's LeBron late in the game taking charges and there's Anthony Davis uh, in that game taking charges. And it seems like very much uh, the tone is being set by the by the guys at the top. I mean, I think it starts with Anthony Davis. I know people say LeBron a lot defensively. I mean, he set the tone early in the year calling guys out telling everybody he wanted to be a defensive player of the year. He wanted to be a top five defense of our team. And I've never heard that before. I, you know, usually I heard playoffs. We want to get a home court. I've never heard a, a superstar player saying, I want to be a top five defense. He called out players that weren't doing right rotations, calling out, you know, LeBron of having certain things that he needed to do to step up. And I just think that we just followed really Anthony Davis's lead on on the defensive on the defensive side, and so when you see guys like LeBron taking charges, it's like the stuff that you have to do to win. I mean, people understand it's a long season, so we try different stuff. We try different guys guard, guarding Giannis the first time. Kawhi, this guy gets in foul trouble, and it just you see your leader like LeBron says, you know what? Yes, it's going to be more tiresome to guard guys like Giannis and KD for 30, 35 minutes. But if it's, if this is what I have to do to win a championship, you saw this weekend what this man is willing to do and put his body through it. Guarding these guys 10 years younger, playing the point guard, getting the assist, driving to the paint, 
scoring 37 when he needed to, make the right reads every single time. That and, and Kawhi is a phenomenal player, great player. I mean, one of the best players in the NBA. You see, it's a difference between nine assists and zero assists. Now, yeah, no, his guys might have missed shot, but LeBron puts it right there when you need to. Every single time he makes the right read. It's really phenomenal. Uh, we're talking to Jared Dudley from the Lakers. The Lakers had a huge weekend, beat Milwaukee on Friday, beat the Clippers yesterday. They are in first place in the West. Only if uh, if Milwaukee comes up short tonight, Jared, you'll only be a game and a half behind him for best overall record. Is that something that you guys talk about? Is, is, is winning, is being number one in the West, maybe even getting best overall record important to you guys? Well, we, it has not been talked about. Winning the West was talked about. I mean, Milwaukee had such a big gap, even on us, after we beat them. And we know the Eastern Conference is a lot easier than Western Conference. I think we all can agree on that. But now, once we see that, and you see it's close, it might change our perspective on potentially rushing players. We want to have home court. We, I would be lying to you say, no, 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 we want to go on the road. No, we want to, we want every, we want to have home court advantage every time. So if it's close... And maybe guys that we were potentially going to rest, like LeBron AD, maybe we think twice on these last five to seven games if it's close to be able to uh, tiebreaker. If we can somehow get the tiebreaker and, and it's a game or two, I mean, I, I can see guys wanting that. Yeah. Generally speaking, uh, the the three teams that played at Staples Center, you guys, uh, Milwaukee and the Clippers, are considered to be the three best teams in the league. Of Milwaukee and the Clippers, which of those teams impressed you the most? Great question, man. I would say this. No team has a depth like the Clippers. I mean, when I say that, when I say depth-wise, you add a guy like Marcus Morris who averaged 17 points. And a guy you have like Lou Williams and Montrezl Harrell off the bench. Paul George and Kawhi. But Adding talent doesn't mean transfer, so chemistry. Now, Milwaukee has the best chemistry. Everyone knows their role. They star in their role. They don't have as much talent, but they are more, um, I mean, they, just because, they, because their role players know, they give the ball to Giannis more, just like us. We know our role. Our players know our role. And our wild card at times is Kyle Kuzma because he's someone trying to figure himself out, but... 90% of our team, hey, we know what we can and can't do. We're going to give it to our star players. We're going to shoot the shots that we're comfortable with. Guys like the Clippers, they have so much guys. Guys like Reggie Jackson, he's used to scoring. Marcus Morris is used to scoring. Every guy they bring in has been a, has been a big-time player, so their, their issue is chemistry. Milwaukee doesn't have to worry about chemistry. They know. So the question is, do they have enough against the top two or three teams to be able to overcome that lack of talent they don't have with such great chemistry? So to answer your question, I probably put the Clippers. Uh, they're probably more more impressive because they have all that talent. They're still trying to figure it out, but yet they're dangerous still. Uh, all right, Jared, answer this question honestly. Yes. Can you tell Marcus and Markeith Morris apart? I can, personally. How? I, you know what? I played with them. Right. Um, Keith is a little bit bigger. Like physically? Uh, is he taller? Physically. Physically, probably, probably weighs probably about you know five to seven pounds more. I know it sounds crazy, but they have a distinct look between <laughs> <laughs> their nose, eyes, and stuff like that. Like while I look into them, oh okay, and it's so funny. Like, and, and it took me to have to play with them to be like that. So you guys, the media, fans, that can't tell, I I agree. Um, but yeah, Marquise a little bit, you know, weighs a little bit more. So they couldn't, Jared. Somebody asked me yesterday uh, during the game. 
they couldn't switch uniforms at halftime and not have anybody know it. You would figure it out. You'd figure it out. Easy. Yeah. So tell me, tell me about this moment. Last thing for me, at least. Uh, tell me about this moment. Uh, I guess you were walking around Beverly Hills uh, yesterday. This is according to uh, TMZ, and TMZ was near you. Uh, and a guy kind of swerved your way to to yell "F Kawhi," but he was going the wrong way on a one way street. <laughs> Crazy. Um, I was eating dinner. It was an early game. I uh, went home and then went over to Beverly Hills to have some dinner. And literally, I was walking to my Uber. And you know how TMZ is. I actually haven't seen him at all this year. That, that, that might be a good thing. This guy pulls a camera out of his, out of his backpack and starts filming. And oh, boy. Obviously, me being a nice guy, just talking to him and talking. He wanted to bring up the coronavirus. And then, obviously, uh, a guy you know, was yelling, cursing, and stuff like that. And I try to show love to everyone. But, no, nah, I mean, I get it. Um, I get it when it comes to fans, and it's you know that's why it's a fun rivalry. That's why I said the other day, both LA teams, both teams are very, very good. Both two title contenders, both have superstar talent on both sides, and so this is fun for guys like you, media players like myself. And that's why I said it wasn't really a serious, serious rivalry because serious rivalries are Boston and Lakers. You know, you know the Detroit and Bulls. Guys that have had long history. I played for the Clippers. I mean, I played for. They're in the same. They're in the same arena as, as the Lakers. They're they're third in the lease. Most of their games are at twelve o'clock because they're third. You know, it's just not a serious one, but it's a serious team. It's a team that we're going to have to most likely face again. So we have to be ready. And so I'm glad Laker Nation has our back. I've said this many times to Jared off the air. I think you have a career in broadcasting when you're done, if that's something you want to do. And then I heard the other day that you might want to be a coach. So if I gave you, yeah, if I gave you the genie in the bottle question, genie pops out of the bottle. Do you want to be the next Charles Barkley or the next Greg Popovich? Popovich. Really? Wow. Yeah, I, I just think you know what. As as an athlete, you're competitive. You're you're competitive. Yeah. So the good thing about it is you know wins and losses. You know, even though I have a kid, you know, and he he plays me in two K, and I'm and I, he beat me the other day. He's eight years old, and it's like man, <laughs> you get a little mad, right? Like what? And then I practice and I beat him, and it just made my day feel better. I just feel like when you're when you even when you're done playing, there's nothing that can replicate being an athlete. But being a coach is like you still get the jitters. You still have, the, you know, the game plan and what works. It's kind of more of a mental thing. And I just think coaching would be cool. And I know you, I probably get fired like everybody else. And after that, then I can go do TNT or ESPN or something like that. All right. Hey, um, JD, thank you for doing this, thanks, man. We hope, we hope we can call you again sometime. Yes, anytime, fellas. I appreciate it. Cool. All right, Thanks a lot. Uh, Jared Dudley there of the uh, of the Lakers.